Hello, happy St. Joseph's Day. This is the day is St. Joseph, husband of Mary, solemnity, and uh, in the United States, and we should probably get there in Canada too. We should probably try to get to Mass today if we can. I'm not sure when uh, whoever's listening to this, other than my own self. <laughs> um, wherever you are, if you hear this afterwards, go to Mass afterwards if you haven't thought of it for today. But I think it'd be really important for us to try to make sure that we get to Mass to receive the body of Jesus and to truly celebrate this intimacy of St. Joseph's um, vocation. That was my own computer, pardon me. Um, the intimacy of St. Joseph's vocation of this... this Because you he, he, he think about it for a moment. I find it so neat that his vocation wasn't only one that was um, meant to serve Mary as the husband of Mary, to serve Jesus as the Father of Jesus, but it's this this divine union that all of us are called to attain here on earth. That Joseph is the model of attaining this, because he wasn't he he was conceived from the stain of original sin, or pardon me, with the stain of original sin, whereas Mary was not. She was preserved from that stain, so that her body could be completely pure to house the holiness of God. Jesus' genetic code comes directly from Mary. <laughs> but at the same time, it supersedes Mary. It's, a, it's beyond her. You know, the person of Jesus himself, this, the seed of eternity that for the human, for you and me, begins at our conception, for Jesus in his incarnation, pre-existed Mary. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not a theologian. I'm barely a, a thinker, you know, Anyway, I think all of this stuff is really, really special. So, so today, let's start with a little prayer. This is a prayer that's given to me from um, Madonna House Publications. Beautiful people. On the back of a prayer card says, Prayer to St. Joseph, and this prayer card is written by Pope Francis. So here it is. Hail, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please pray with me. Hail, guardian of the Redeemer, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. To you, God entrusted his only Son. In you, Mary placed her trust with you, Christ became man. Blessed Joseph, to us too, show yourself a father and guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. The fatherhood of St. Joseph. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? So today's reading, I'm going to read one of them. It's from the Gospel of Matthew, verse 16, then 18 to 21. Let's just check this out from verses 18 down to 25. Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together he was she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit and her husband Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame resolved to send her away quietly but as he considered this behold an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying Joseph son of David do not fear to take Mary your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she was born a son, and he called his name Jesus. Jesus, which means God saved. And at once, in, a, in one instant, in one moment, Jesus, this thing that says, this means that um, Yeshua, 
that means God saves. It's not just an expression of hope, as in God will save at some point in the future, but in this moment of of the incarnation, it means that God will save now, that he is saving now, and he will save in the future. It's sort of this this work of salvation that we work. Uh, how does it go? I I am I I was saved by the cross of Jesus. I am being saved, and I will be saved. Um, but we somehow got to work on our salvation through fear and trembling. And look at this: it's not just that Jesus was born and all of a sudden died on the cross right away, but his masculinity was formed and shaped, and all of that would be part of salvation. This event of salvation, I think, it's really neat. And it's it is cool because we think if we often read, especially with this in this instance, at least from what I see, and and like I said, I'm barely a thinker on the best of days. Um, but you've got this incarnation of Jesus uh, being born to um, being conceived within Mary, being born within his within the relationship of Mary and Joseph, his husband and wife. And sometimes we see this relationship as being sort of imposed on Joseph. This Joseph was an old man, um, full of wisdom, uh, excellent carpenter, master carpenter, um, but this old man who had no sexual desires. Who, because I mean, who, who in the right mind could remain chaste? I mean, <laughs> isn't this so silly how we think that that chastity is somehow this this unattainable virtue that we can't that we can't do ourselves and we and that's a good example of how we read into things our own weaknesses our own biases of how things ought to go just simply because we can't imagine doing it therefore nobody else in history or nobody else in our current present day could ever think of doing the same thing it's insane and, and the other thing i find is really interesting about the incarnation of jesus is is we 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 sometimes i wonder I don't have anybody in my own circle of friends, but I, I'm just a sort of suspicion that I get from hearing some people speak about this relationship that we, and if I remember correctly, I do recall someone saying this specifically, but Mary is a single mom. Um, I, I mean, there's nothing here that says when Joseph died. We just know that he died by history. It, it's not, it's, so we, we know that he's not there at some point. We know also know that Jesus wasn't uh, until he was uh, uh, in his thirties that he began to serve the gospel and to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom. And we know that um, Jesus's development as a human being, as a person, as a man, was probably because he was born without sin. Remember, conceived without sin, so therefore there's no uh, shading of his intellect. There's no shading of his character. No shading of his virtuous life, of, of this man that grew up in all the best ways that he possibly can at every stage of development in his life. And so if we only know certain things like speaking um, from a certain point and then beyond, then sure, Jesus was probably the same way. He didn't, not like he came out of the womb speaking, but as his body was developing, because he was fully human, as his body and his mind was developing, as his intellect was developing, because there's no stain of original sin to, to stunt that growth, pretty sure it's safe for us to assume that Jesus had the best of development phases at every single spot. I mean, look at my own kids. Um, the doctors say, okay, they're meeting the milestones. They're 90, 90% of percentile, or whatever it is that they say. You know, they're meeting certain benchmarks and benchmarks. And Jesus, without anything um, hindering his growth and development, 
would have exceeded or at least met every single one of these benchmarks. If it's today's age, I mean, we, we've set the bar so low. It is so sad how we treat our kids these days in schools. We really have set the bar so low to dumb down math. And at this point right now in history, I'm not sure when you're ever going to listen to this, if anybody ever does, but this, this is the digitally, this is the, the, the seed of eternity is, is being done before you. This digital recording will never, ever go away. I mean, if, unless the Nazis can, can help that. <laughs> My Nazis. I'm talking about this. Ugh, I won't get into it. But fascists, I tell you, all over the place. Um, you know, it's, uh, fascism doesn't really seem to go away, does it? It seems to rear its ugly head at different points in history. And, and everybody who's the fascist thinks that they're the victor, that they're the conqueror, that they're somehow the righteous ones. You know, how good we are at convincing ourselves of a certain way of thought. Which is a nice segue into thinking that Mary was a, was a single mom. <laughs> Jesus could not have developed into a fully human man without the influence of Joseph. Look at our lives around us. We have good men that come from single moms, single parents, whether a mom or a male or, or a dad. Um, but there's something missing. And many of them, um, when they're being frank about this, not to, and I'm not saying that to assume that, that kids... Are, are lying if they say they grew up without a parent and they're perfectly fine. I, I don't think that they're lying at all. But I think um, there's something missing when we don't have the male head of the household. This, this to and fro between the complementarity of the sexes, where male and female interact in front of the kids and with the kids in different ways, each expressed from their own uh, emotional, mental, psychological way of approaching the same issue. Men and women are totally different, completely different, chemically, biologically, physiologically. We're not the same. And so for kids to develop, I think, fully, ideally, we need a male and a female head of the household within a, a public and lifelong commitment, which as the Christian in me, of, and I, it's clear it's been like this for eons until very recently, is marriage. And marriage is the sacrament, is sort of this, this sacramental sign of God's desire for us to be in union with us, in which St. Joseph is sort of this precursor to this, St. Joseph and Mary, but look at St. Joseph for a moment, precursor to this, to this experience of divine intimacy where the sinful can become united to the, to the sacred. The profane becomes united to the sacredness of God. And I think that's the beautiful thing about Jesus' incarnation, that it gives us hope that at one time isn't just perceived to come in the future, but something that's actualized now. Yeshua, God saves, isn't just, and I'll repeat, isn't just a, a statement in this instance of incarnation that God will save in the future, but He's saving right now. And He will save in the future too, but He's saving right now. So Joseph, as the model for our divine intimacy, yes, don't be mocked. Uh, pardon me, don't be fooled into thinking that we can't attain divine intimacy with God on earth. We can, absolutely. Don't put God into a box that you somehow can't be united to Him fully on earth. Is it hard? You better believe it's hard. I'm not even nowhere near. It's hard. But God who created the universe out of nothing can give you the grace that you need to, to be united to Him on this planet, because it's not our will, it's His. If we, if we 
if we seek to love God and then do whatever else we want, that's all that's necessary. And you look at Joseph, he just loved God. He wasn't born a Christian, he was a practicing Jew. And he loved God before the incarnation. And do you think he loved God after the incarnation? You better believe it. This man, um, probably to the in different stages of development, was witnessing before him the 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 fulfillment of all desires of his people throughout all of his history. All of this was making sense to him before his eyes. And and at different stages in his life. I think that's a beautiful imagery for us. Um, That Jesus became... I'm going to change the topic a little bit. I've got to wrap this up. But Jesus became man, not just in his in his um, genetic makeup, not just in his chromosomes, not just in his DNA as a masculine male, as a male versus a female, but he became man through the example of Joseph, through the, through the work, presumably. I, I, you know, I love that movie, Jesus of Nazareth, but I don't like how it depicts Joseph. I don't like how it depicts most characters in there, but the, I think it's beautifully done, cinematography-like, you know, all that stuff is beautiful. Um, but I don't like how it depicts Joseph as this failure of a carpenter. Um, so I, I, as a master carpenter, someone who who worked hard with his hands, who who served the best he could, Mary, and that's evident in the Gospels. Who who presumably taught Jesus through every stage of development until Jesus became an, a fully realized adult. I I don't think that I, I mean. Maybe I'm completely out to lunch, and I've been out to lunch a million times here on this podcast. And this is probably just a million one time I've been out to lunch. But I think it's safe to assume for us that Joseph didn't necessarily die when Jesus was seven years old, or six years old, or three years old. That um, Joseph probably died when Jesus was an adult. I think that's probably more likely the truth. An adult, um, in our sense of the word, 20s above the age of majority, you know, or an adult in the ancient Near East, maybe it's not the ancient Near East, but in ancient Israel's, maybe it's not ancient Israel's, that's the same as ancient Near East, isn't it? But in Israel's age of Joseph being, pardon me, Jesus being a man, late teens, mid-teens, something like that, around the time that Mary was, uh, got married, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I think it's safe for us to assume that that Jesus had Joseph there as a guide, as a model of masculinity, as a model of um, what it means to be a, a man throughout most of his, throughout all of his developmental life. And so we got to ask Joseph to guide us too, to be our guide, to be our role model, and to what it means to be a man. What it means to be a man that's 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 intimately united to God Himself. That's what I think of when I think of Joseph, dear Father. Guide us into this divine union with you. Here on earth, Lord, that your name will be glorified through our prayer, through our lifestyle, through every single word, every single thought, everything that we do, that your name will be glorified, just like Joseph glorified your name. Thank you for um, preparing for all of history, not just Mary conceived without sin, but Joseph conceived with sin and still being united to you perfectly. So, dear Father, thank you.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Remember, my dear brothers, that you're not made for the comforts of this world. You're made for God himself, just like Joseph was. Just like Joseph.